Rough weekend for those of you that are football fans in the area. Welcome in. Rough weekend in sports, specifically if you're a Lions fan or a Michigan football fan. Lions lose the NFC title game with a collapse, a free fall collapse in the second half. And this morning, Michigan football loses an integral part of their program and their strength and conditioning coach, Ben Herbert. That's where we start things out today. Hope, let's just say, hope you had a good weekend. I, you know, I hope you survived the weekend and you're uh, headed in the right direction, whatever, man. Uh, we're going to talk about Sharon Moore. He was officially hired as Michigan's head coach over the weekend. You know that. Uh, there's a little bit of, uh, of hard feelings toward Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Harbaugh spoke over the weekend saying, um, you know, he loved Michigan, but he loves the NFL too. And he's going for the Lombardi. Oh, the hit on uh, Harbaugh, the former Michigan coach. But we'll start with Herbert bolting for LA. And, you know, when Jim Harbaugh left, there were a lot of people, whether it's right or wrong, I, don't know, I, I think this it's probably right that, that said, uh, you know, yeah, Jim Harbaugh leaving that really hurts, but man, hopefully, you know, they're able to keep Ben Herbert. Like he was the like the number, the second most important person in in Michigan football. Their strength and conditioning coach. Strength and conditioning coaches are the the backbone of any program. They uh, w- work with the players in the off season, and and Herbert was uh, ad- admired, and almost anyone who came across him talked about what a valuable member of the program he is. So it is uh, I don't know, gut punch. It's a it's a huge hole, and like I said, it, it might be the the very um, uh, top person next to Harbaugh losing him. So you know that's where you you, you start and. I don't know if this is true, but this was another thing that almost everyone said, whether you're in the media, you're somebody who you know knows that was involved in pro or college football. A lot of people were saying strength and conditioning coaches aren't a big deal, aren't as big of a deal in the pros because the players have their own strength and conditioning coaches. And in, in college, man, it's, a, it's really an extension of the head coach, and it's so important. And, you know, like I said, almost every single person – uh, said that. So I was like, yeah, Herbert's not going to leave, but then Herbert is leaving. So you have to stop and just, um, you know, think. Uh, I think a very easy thing to do automatically is like, that's Word Manual's fault. That's, uh, I think, uh, what a lot of people do when something's going wrong with Michigan football. And that's, you know, that's uh, not why he's there, but that comes with the territory when you're the athletic director. I mean, people are going to come after you and people are coming after Ward Manuel. I'm going to get to him coming up in, in a minute. I guess I could spend all hour just sitting here and discussing Ward Manuel and what I think he needs to do. And I'm going to address him. He's on a lot of people's mind. Do I think that Ben Herbert would have stayed at Michigan if um, the Ward Manuel would have given him more money or matched whatever the Chargers were doing or whatever else? I I don't know that, you know, sometimes like, you know, money is a great equalizer in a lot of things. Like you could say, even with Harbaugh leaving, it's like if, if Michigan went after him $20 million a year, would he have stayed? I don't think Jim Harbaugh was ever staying at Michigan. I think for the last four years, he was trying to get out, not last three years, last four years, but 
you know, that's me. And again, you, you can have your own opinion on that. And I, uh, I respect everybody that, you know, like said, no, 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 there's, you know, you know, so-and-so said that Ward's screwing this up and maybe he is. And again, we got to get to him uh, coming up. I, I think that what all of us that are watching this, this is the maize and blue review, you know, good afternoon, Michigan football. Everyone's a Michigan football fan. And what you want is what's best for Michigan. That's what I want. Uh, Harbaugh leaving wasn't what was best for Michigan, but you know, you can't do anything about it. And you know, the nine years you're, you're grateful certainly for the last three and especially for this last season where he, he won the championship, but he's gone. And with Ben Herbert, was there any amount of money that would have kept him here? I don't know that. Like, there's a lot of things like sometimes people do want to, move on and attaching yourself to Jim Harbaugh. There's worse things that you can do right now. If like you're a Michigan football coach and, you know, on his staff, like Herbert, there's a, uh, there's a line of thinking. Like if you said, look, you know, Harbaugh is a great coach. Harbaugh is going to do great things. I'm going to stay with Jim Harbaugh because that's going to take me to great heights. I can understand if somebody said that. And there's a lot of other reasons, you know. So it's not always somebody just wants to stay where they're at, even if they're offered the same amount of money. Sometimes people just want to move on. And, you know, like that's kind of like, like a lot of people like to do in their career. They don't like to stay in one spot. You know, me, I just, you know, I'll give you my own personal story. I started as an intern in radio in 1994 in Michigan, you know, at, in Ann Arbor. I would have never left. Like, that's like, that was the perfect job. I love it. I mean, like, why would I want to go anywhere? This is Michigan football. This is the greatest thing in the world. This is the greatest job in the world. Not everybody thinks like that. You know, people are thinking, oh, I'm going to go here and then, you know, I'm going to go national or I'm, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to just, I want to be the, the very top of the profession, making the most money. And, it, you know, it's not going to be, you know, covering Michigan football. It's about covering everything. So, you know, like every person has to make those kind of uh, decisions. It's a long ways of going around things and saying like, um, look, man, Jim Harbaugh, once he left Michigan, you know, even though he is, he's a Michigan man and uh, I, I do believe that he loves Michigan and everything else, but Jim Harbaugh is going to try to do what's best for him. And, you know, he worked with Ben Herbert, you know, bringing along him and, and being able to you know, give him uh, as much money as he wants. And what, you know, apparently the, the chargers are just opening up the checkbook now because their owner had been criticized for being a cheapskate, obviously for, uh, you know, taking a boatload of cash and, and, and moving his team from a, a place where they loved him to a place where nobody cares about him in LA was uh, one of the biggest indicators that, I mean, that this guy's just a, this guy's just, uh, he's just out for himself and as much money as he could possibly get. Mm. Well, uh, there's not a crime in that. In fact, that's what most people do. Most people are looking out for themselves and most people are looking for as much money as they can possibly get. So, you know, they're not thinking, of, everybody's not thinking about Michigan. That's the unfortunate part. So I, it's just kind of where I, I stand here. Like, you know, what is my strong opinion on, on Michigan losing 
it's a strength and conditioning coach and then losing Jesse Minner too. It's like, uh, who do I blame? I blame the success of Michigan. And I blame Jim Harbaugh for, uh, if I'm going to blame him for wanting to spread his wings and win a Lombardi trophy, but uh, do I really blame him for doing that? I mean, he earned the right to do it. You know, so it's not, I don't blame him. A lot of people want to do that. And then they want to blame him for now taking key pieces from Michigan because it hurts Michigan. And while that is true, Jim Harbaugh's job now is to do what's best for Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers, not do what's best for Michigan. And those are his guys. That's the tough part. Because you would like him to just say, go somewhere else and leave Michigan alone. Now, you, Jim Harbaugh really likes Mike Elston as the defensive line coach. Jim Harbaugh really likes Grant Newsom. Remember him talking about this guy's just, he is just it. Like what he would talk about him. So would it be a surprise? And Jay Harbaugh, I love Jay Harbaugh. It's a, is it going to be a surprise if those guys, and I'm not reporting that Elston and, and Newsom and Jay Harbaugh, although it's, it seems like Jay Harbaugh, you could say, is uh, as good as gone. But that's it. I mean, so should there be hard feelings towards Harbaugh for taking players off of his own staff? I, I think for a, maybe a minute. But then you've got to realize, like, Sharon Moore's coming in, and, you know, Sharon Moore has to put his imprint imprint on this program. He needs to wake up every day. You know, the one thing that he may have been able to learn from Jim Harbaugh over the whatever six years is that when Jim Harbaugh opens his eyes in the morning, he's thinking about how to win for Michigan football. Right now he's waking up and thinking about how he can win for the LA Chargers. But everything, every detail is is nothing but Chargers for Harbaugh now and is more waking up and getting after it the same way and looking at his staff and saying, this is what I have to do. That's, let's see what he's able to come up with. Let's see it doesn't uh, who he's able to keep. College football over the last three years has changed more than it has in the last 30 years, and it's changing even more rapidly. I mean, this is like one of these uh, AI things where it just keeps, you know, it, 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 you, it just rapidly, exponentially. And just look at it now. 12-team playoff. NIL. You know, players getting offered deals when they're not supposed to. Michigan's got to come in and, you know, the way how much they're going to get with their players. They've got collectives coming in. Are they, uh, you know, what about the, the, the players that are in role this 30-day window? Wild stuff all over the place. 12-team playoff coming up. Like, you know, you, you got to have a plan. You got to be ready to go. You got to be on all of this stuff. I appreciate everybody's opinion. Like, hey, they need to do this. They need to do that. You know, what's first and everything else. You know, Sharon Moore needs to look at the staff and get it hammered out. And, and uh, the next thing that is right there along with it with his staff is being able to retain the players that he has. And, and and then think about getting uh, players in here. 
And, you know, you got spring ball, and which is going to be involved in a lot of that. A lot of stuff to go through there. Now, that's me just uh, spitting out how I'm thinking about things over the weekend. Let's get to the people and see where they are at, and then we can get uh, a better feel. And I can answer some of these questions about what people are thinking and saying, because everything's all over the place when it comes down to it. Antoine, first up, he says Ward needs to go. This program shouldn't have to overcome their AD. Everywhere else, their AD fortify and reinforce their program as an asset, not a hindrance. All right. Santa Ono, who by all accounts, like I never see anybody saying, get rid of Santa, send him back to the North Pole. Everybody apparently loves him. Jim Harbaugh apparently loved him. Now, it wasn't like he was following, talking about Santa Ono, you know, the greatest president in the world in Schlissel, like uh, – uh, ono came in and was like, Hey, I know what a basketball is. And I know what a football is. And they're like, this guy's the greatest in the world or Schlissel. I mean, he didn't know how to do anything. Apparently, uh, even though he was a urologist and, you know, during the pandemic, he didn't have anything to say about it. That was always weird to me. I'm getting lost in this. Oh no. Oh no. If, if Antoine, if Ono was really holding things up with, uh, with Jim Harbaugh, like a lot of Harbaugh's network and a lot of, you know, people that, you know, want to say they're insiders or whatever else, then Santa Ono should get rid of Ward Manuel. Should just, you know, he should be, he should fire him. So the us and the, us in the peanut gallery clamoring for a change, tell Ono. And if Ono doesn't want to get rid of him, then you should say you want to get rid of Ono. What I think, like, so I think this is, you're just, you're just saying this because you're frustrated. You don't know exactly if Ward Manuel is a hindrance. You don't know if this if he is an asset to the program or not, or a hindrance as you're talking about. And so this will go to Ward Manuel. There's a point that Antoine has here about Ward Manuel. I would say that I don't know, 70 at least 75% of the fans share Antoine's view of Ward Manuel that he is uh, an empty suit, that he has done nothing, that he is working against the the, the football program. Uh, he worked against Harbaugh. He uh, hired Juwan Howard. That's a disaster. Probably going to keep him. And that's really only the two things people care about anyways, football and a little bit about basketball. Now, myself, I don't think that there's anything that Ward Manuel could have done to keep Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. Harbaugh the last four years wanted to go to the pros. I actually think that people should, if you if you want to criticize him, you should also applaud him for giving Jim Harbaugh a contract back in 2020 when the majority of athletic directors, the majority of lums, the majority of former players, and certainly the majority of the fans would have fired Jim Harbaugh. But so... I don't have a problem with you, like, get rid of uh, Ward. You don't think he does a good job. But I never hear about, you know, you going back. I hear about people saying, oh, I slashed his salary. He kept him. And that was a great move by keeping him. So give credit where credit's due. And then if, we're, you know, if you want to go ahead and criticize him, you could do that. But I'll give this advice to Ward Manuel. And I'm going to reach out to Ward Manuel and ask him if he wants to come on my podcast because I would be a fine person to interview him. I would ask him uh, all all the questions that need to be out there. And look, can he answer everything uh, 
no, he has to understand, you know, that there's certain things that he's not going to be allowed to say. However, Ward Manuel, like, you look at um, the professional sports and you look at like guys like Roger Goodell or Gary Bettman or most people hate the people that run the, uh, the professional sports. This guy's a joke, but you know what those guys do? They go out and they do interviews once in a while. And if you want to look at word manual, like he's some kind of, uh, you know, like he's in an office, like a, a president, you know what they do? They also, they answer questions and they speak to reporters. You know what word manual does? He doesn't do that at all, except on Saturday, he talked a little bit after after Sharon Morse uh, had his introductory news conference. My suggestion is for Ward Manuel that he needs to do more of this. Now, look, he can handpick who he wants to be that person interviewing him, but I would suggest that he goes and steers a little bit of away from somebody in his own office. Like the last time he had somebody that was working like from MGO Blue TV, and it was like Ward was handing him the questions, and it's like the guy was like, Ward, you're doing an outstanding job. What do you think the women's – no, no. He should answer some questions with somebody that's going to ask him some tough questions. And the tough question, like, you know, is right off the bat, did you really do everything – to keep Jim Harbaugh here as the next football coach, because a lot of people think that you were dragging your feet and that you were glad to have him out of here. That would be question one. Hey, question two, Ward, Jim Stapleton. A lot of people think this is a guy you like sitting around smoking cigars with, and he looks like he's working against the Michigan football program and really Michigan athletics. What's your relationship and what's the deal there? Those are two off the top of my head. Let's go and, and let's get it going from there. Three. I might get the basketball and say, how are you evaluating Juwan Howard after the end of this season? You're really going to keep him around? Is there really a chance that you're going to? Well, you know, I would ask it a little bit different. But I have to think about the phrasing of asking about Juwan Howard. But there's my advice to Ward Manuel. You need to get out there and do a PR campaign. Sitting in your office, talking to nobody, giving some quotes to, you know, the your, your hand-picked, in-house reporters, you, people are just going to be coming after you. And we know that's part of the business, but get out there and sell your position. While you're at it, sell name, image, and likeness. Let's get onto that, Ward Manual. Hey, Ward, people think that you're like putting the money in your back pocket when it comes to name, image, and likeness. If I hand $100 to a collective, who's taking care of it? Is $10 going to run the collective is 20 going to, uh, you know, your golf fees uh, is, is some of it going out to, you know, the rest of the sports campus. How much is going to Michigan football? How much is to keep the players on the team? How much is looked at it as attracting the best coaches in all of college football? Are those the kind of conversations that you're having with Sharon Moore? I want those questions answered. There's, there's three or four questions for Ward Manual. I don't even think we need to go any farther than that. But he needs to get after that. Let's answer some more questions. Aaron's saying we got to get a defensive uh, coordinator first priority. Well, there's a lot of priorities. I think the, the first priority for me is there's this 30-day window 
of a chance for guys that are on the team and enrollees to transfer. 30-day window to go into the transfer portal. I want to keep those players as many as I can. You know, there's a lot of people noticing that Kenneth Grant is following Dan Lanning from Oregon, the head coach. He's following Sark down at Texas. What are those programs known to do? They are known to buy players. They are known to promise players. Ask Dante Moore. Look into that recruitment. Look into anything that Texas has ever done. Texas has been throwing money at players since, uh, you know, the, the 20th century. So I don't know if Kenneth Grant is interested in going there. But that's my first priority, figuring out how to keep Kenneth Grant away from Oregon and and keeping, you know, Texas's dirty paws away from the Michigan players that are on the team that are being contacted illegally. I'm sorry, not illegally, against NCAA rules. And they're being offered NIL packages, also against the rules. And so Michigan's got to deal with that. That, to me, is the first priority. Yeah, filling out your staff is the second priority. Current players, staff. Priority one, you know, 1A. Doc, give us some positive vibes. We need it. Yeah, there's a lot of screaming. Sorry to, to bury the lead here, 21 minutes into it and everything else. I think the positivity for Michigan is, is that Michigan is the defending college football champion. Michigan just put an undefeated season out there. They're the three-time defending Big Ten champs. They've been in the college football playoff three years, and it's Michigan. Like, Michigan has everything that you could possibly want to compete for everything in all sports. It is all out there. Now, there's a lot of things. That's what we're talking about. A lot of balls in the air, a lot of decisions that have to be made. But Michigan has everything. And we have we have seen it all happen here in the last uh, year. We've seen it. They rang the bell. And so the, the positive vibes is, is that Michigan's the champ. And that when it comes down to Sharon Moore, you know, you see a lot of people about like, oh, Sharon Moore now is leaving this, uh, losing the strength and conditioning coach. I thought that's why we kept him. Hey, dummy! I'm sorry. Look, if Michigan would have gone and hired the coach from Missouri or hired the coach from Kansas or anybody else, but those two guys' names were out there. Michigan's entire staff, maybe one or two, would have, uh, been around, so they would have lost 80 or 90% of their staff. And all those good players that we're talking about, that you know, I would think they would lose 80 to 90% of those guys too. Uh, recruits, probably half of them, they're all going. The point is, if they would have gone somewhere else from Sharon Moore, they would have lost. And you say, Ah, you don't know that. Yeah, I do. Look at the landscape in college football. You really think if they would have brought in uh, the dude from Kansas? That there wouldn't have been a free fall, free for all for the um, for the coaches and for the players. I mean, who's kidding who? Now, is that the only reason that Sharon Moore? No, not at all. I think Sharon Moore has as good a chance as the Missouri coach or the uh, the Kansas coach. They were never bringing in Brian Kelly. I'm sorry, that wasn't a fit. I know, you know, guys like Colin Cowherd, you know, those 
you know, probably six years ago was saying, hey, you know, bring in Urban Meyer. Like the that was never going to happen. Michigan was never going to bring in Urban Meyer. I, you know, sometimes you have to explain this. And, you know, people like that are follow Michigan, understand it. And then other people are like, that's the problem with Michigan. Well, if that's the problem with Michigan, that's the problem with Michigan. They were never hiring Urban freaking Meyer. And they're never going to hire Brian freaking Kelly. So if I would have worked for Colin Cowherd, like if I'd have been his producer or something, he's like, I got a real banger here. I'm coming out and endorsing Brian Kelly to Michigan. What would you think? It's like, you know, that's fine, Colin, for you to say that, but it's got 0% chance of happening. But go ahead and lo roll it out there if you want to. That's the that's the good news. Let me just emphasize that last part again. Sharon Moore is the best head coach for Michigan in the short term and the long term. And he's got as good of a chance as anybody that you would have hired. I'll put the asterisk out there like, like with Brian Kelly. Now, with Brian Kelly would have meant that you are, you're bringing along a, a, a six shooter and a money cannon and you're aiming it across the country and you're saying Michigan is joining the, the Wild West of paying players and, you know, promising money. Let's go. Now, you may want that. That's what it would have signaled. You're saying, yeah, woo. We either adapt or die when it comes down to that. There might be a little bit of a point there. Colin Cowherd may have made that point to me. You either adapt or die. That's another part where you want to go back from Ward Manual. Like everyone's like, they need to get NIL straightened out. I don't even know what that means. Does that mean that they just need, uh, they need to start paying players and promising players money? They need to, again, the old thing, like, Here's the money. Here's the recruit. We can't really promise it to you, but hey, everybody else is, but we're just saying that, like, I don't know. I don't know if Michigan had $500 million in a collective right now, what they would be doing with it. Would they be calling the top recruits in the country? Because a lot of Michigan fans, and I would say I have the feeling that the majority of Michigan fans, don't want Michigan to promise NIL money to players to get them to get the top recruits. The majority of them. You could say, that's not me. I think, and I'm in the minority. Do I want Michigan to cheat? I want Michigan to do what is necessary to compete in college football moving forward. I don't think they need to. Uh, get all it's always like it's all or nothing like all of a sudden they need to become the you like you know dishing out cash to everybody but do i need to think that they need to find a way to connect the dots of promising players bryce underwood maybe maybe underwood was never coming here because michigan's smashing the ball which is means run the football all the time and not throw it I think Michigan should be going out to the number one running backs and offensive linemen and tight ends in the country, and they should be smashing the NIL approach to these guys. And if it's like, hey, here's the money, here's you, we can't promise it for you. We can't make those promises, but come on in. That's what we promise you. Maybe they can start promising. 
Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know how they connect those dots. But the dots need to be connected. And Ward would do well of getting out there and and somebody could get out there and do a better job of saying, if you give us $10, this is where it's going. You might love field hockey, but, you know, it's not going to the women's field hockey team. Do they have to take five of the $10 you give and, and throw it over to the women's side because of Title IX? Maybe. I don't know that. Remember when there was the collective designated for those who stay will be compensated last year? Where's that? They've got a bunch of different collectives, and people talk about it all the time, and Michigan can do this, but nobody really has a great feel on explaining it to me. I'm not the smartest, but I'm also not the dumbest person, and I don't have anybody that gives me a great explanation on how Michigan, who would have fans lining up to give money to them, Right now, figuring that out, the iron is hot. They need somebody to get out there and explain this a lot better than they're explaining it right now. Because as I sit here, there seems to be a half dozen collectives and Michigan, like, they're not getting, they're not getting anything with it. What are they doing with their collective money? Okay. The last year, I, I know it sounds like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. NIO was a big reason that Michigan won the national championship. But things have changed drastically since yet last year in NIL. The players that you would have rewarded for this year, most of them bolted for the pros. If you would have been able to give McGregor and Harrell and Colson, you know, gigantic bags of money to stay around, you can say, hey, man, this uh, rewarding guys at the back end with this, those who stay will be rewarded. That is working out like a charm. It's not working out. There needs to be a new approach with it. AJ's tired of Michigan fans defending Ward. Yeah, well, Antoine, I don't see many Michigan fans defending Ward. But I also, like like I said, you know, you have a point. Just like he's just sitting in... Uh, in his office right now, looking at golf junkets that he can, you know, go to and, and play in the spring and not worried at all about Michigan football or NIL. I don't know if it's true. I mean, that's what you, I think, have it set up that he's just sitting in there, you know, uh, twiddling his thumbs and is working against Michigan football. But I do think you have a point. I want to meet the wards and empty suit folks with leave Ward alone. Uh, this guy's running, you know, the Michigan football athletics to the tune of over 200 million. What's wrong with you? I want to meet these people halfway. And again, halfway is getting word out there and explaining his position and telling everybody what's the directive and what's happening. If he doesn't, then the 75% of people that are like Antoine are just trashing him left and right. It just keeps going up. And if it keeps going up, if we get to If we get to March 1st and we haven't heard any uh, interviews with Ward Manuel, that he hasn't done a circuit, a, you know, we want to call it a PR campaign, he can call it whatever he wants. Uh, an athletic director touching base with his fans. If we don't get that by March 1st, 
Then it needs to go to Santa Ono. Then it's time to write a letter to the, if not the North Pole, to North Campus or wherever the president stays. Then it's on him. Because if the president is allowing it, then he is enabling the athletic director. And again, like it's a real easy target right now. Ward is a, the, the easiest target in the world. And maybe there's some truth to it. That's why he needs to go out there and start explaining Michigan's position with name, image, and likeness. What's going on with it? How he needs to get it going? Is what was his role with Jim Harbaugh? Was he really dragging his feet? Now, I, you know, that would be the question to him, and there's going to have to be some follow-ups there. And he might say, I don't want people to, you know, the people, there's some things that the general public can't. No, that's fine. We don't have to know exactly how the sausage is being made. But but sitting up in a uh, in a locked room and not talking with the people is not going to get it done. And he better be a little bit more aware of that then, then uh, you know, he doesn't have to sit around, you know, reading Twitter and uh, message boards and, and, and watching. But I know that he, you know, he, I, I know that he has watched this show. Maybe I'll just need to send this one to him. But I, I, I am going to at least take the olive branch and email it to him and say it. Here it is, Ward. I'm not going to, you know, grill you and put your feet to the fire, but just let's answer some questions. And in fact, here are the five questions. Roll with Harbaugh, NIL, and Michigan's current approach. How can people follow the money with name, image, and likeness? What are you doing to combat other teams that are coming after the Michigan players? Those are the four questions, and I forget the fifth. Oh, something about Howard and the future of the Michigan basketball program. Rob J., go blue. The Lions game hurt a bit, but we got the blue. Yeah, that's it. I know some people that, you know, and I'm a Detroit sports fan. I like the Red Wings and Tigers and Pistons, and, yeah, I do like the Lions. But, you know, it's Michigan. Uh, for me, that's the way it's always been. But, you know, I, I was calling my my friends. Like, I, I've lived in Detroit. I'm a lifelong, I would say, Lions fan. But they were never any good in the 70s. And I liked the Cowboys when I was young, and I liked them for 10 years, around 77 to 87, when they fired Tom Landry, when Jerry Jones, I swore him off because I loved Tom Landry. But my friends who I would watch the Lions game with, they would get so sad when the Lions would lose. And I did not have the same sadness as they did. And I always thought, like, if the Lions ever win the Super Bowl, I'll be happy. Like, I was watching the game, and I really wanted to see the Lions win. I wanted them to win the game. I wanted. But I was calling my friends during the day, like I said, and I was congratulating them, you know, for getting this far. And I was just telling them, like, you are the – this is for you. You know, the tonight is for you. I don't have any other consoling words for, for Lion fans right now. Today hurts. That's going to hurt for a while. Like, you have to – I think you just have to let it hurt. There's no, like, sob for uh, for this instantaneously. Like, woo! I see a lot of them like, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I, I, you know, you do you. Aaron is still happy about the Rose Bowl. Oh, Aaron, I am too. 
you know, I look back, I'm old enough to look back to 1997 and I wrote out the 1997 championship all spring, all summer and into the fall. And I didn't really start getting after Michigan until the first two games of the 98 season. Now they lost both of them. And I said, what car should uh, bench Tom Brady and put in the freshman from Brighton, Drew Henson. You know, who's kidding who? Tom Brady. What what are we doing here? Put Henson in and get him the time now. Get him the experience. That was the wrong call. Going all the way back there. But um, you know, yeah, be happy. Like the thing about Michigan football and following it is is it, it is a uh it's a daily occurrence. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, once football got over, they started looking to next season and how the team and people were like, relax, you know, just enjoy the the championship. And people are like, I enjoy the championship, but I enjoy thinking about the next year and what's happening. And that's what they do when they wake up. Who are the coaches? Who are the players? Who are they going after? Who are they offering? Every little minute detail when it comes down to Michigan football, there's a lot of people that are on it. But yeah. I'm happy about the Rose Bowl, too. That was one of the greatest games that I've ever watched. It really was. I'm going to say this for one minute, Aaron, looking back on this season. This season, you know, undefeated season, 15-0. The, uh, you know, the non-conference slate kind of came and went super easy. And, you know, Michigan two years in a row. How could I complain about it? You know, they've smashed in East Carolina, UNLV, BG. And then, you know, the Big Ten season. Rutgers was easy. Uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, those road games. Michigan just carved them up. Indiana was at uh, 52 to 7 in that game. It's so easy. The season was just flying by, and, and Michigan was like, Michigan, there's nobody that's going to touch Michigan. 50 to nothing against Michigan State. Rivalry game. But I tell you, after they, they uh, beat Purdue in that night game, it really, I know this, I said one minute, so I got to heat it up. Starting with Penn State, Maryland, OSU, Iowa, the Rose Bowl, and the championship game. I mean, there were never two months more of uh, the greatest time of Michigan football in my life. And I enjoyed those six games more than any six-game run in my entire life. I have enjoyed these three years of Michigan football more than I enjoyed any three-year run of Michigan football in my life. And yet, when I was eight, nine years old and Anthony Carter was playing for Michigan, there was nothing bigger in life than AC and Bo. So me telling a, a young little dentist that, you know, hey, you're going to get old and it'll actually get better, I, I'm surprised that, that I'm saying it. But it's true. These last three years have been the best three years of Michigan football in my life. And so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking for. There was somebody today saying, "I'm not looking forward to next year because of everything going on." Like, okay, you know, let's 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 tap the brakes a little bit on that. You know, I, I get it. You know, Ben Herbert's gone, and the the intrigue of the strength and conditioning coach, you know, that hurts. I have to admit, watching Jim Harbaugh in a Chargers. You know, with a Chargers cap on, talking about L.A. and all that. It's an adjustment. It's hard. <laughs> Anyone defending Ward is out of touch. 
Here it is. Word manual is a wink link. Here's Antoine talking about reports out of the athletic director's office that Ben just wanted more years. He's no, this uh, is one that says he's no word apologist, but he can't be mad. He's just still celebrating. Look. Ward's got some explaining to do. If he doesn't want to do it, then you need to turn your attention to the president. I just caution you, like, not everything that you see, even if these are like from your trusted sources that are saying things, a lot of people have different agendas and all this other stuff. So, and I don't know if it's a bottom line, but Sharon Moore is the one. Give your attention to Sharon Moore. If Sharon Moore doesn't like what's going on, he needs to slam his fist down and he needs to get on with the president. He needs to have the direct line to the athletic director. If it's as bad, is the Harbaugh network would have you believe. I like, it is such a surprise that Michigan has even won, you know, half their games. Like no support, nobody like you. There's drama in colleges. You've got politics. You've got money. You got, you got all these things going on. I mean, how in the world is, does Michigan ever put one foot in front of the other with the, you know all these people coming after you left and right? You know, it's up to it is up to the men in charge. Right now, that man in charge is Sharon Moore, and Sharon Moore needs to tell that athletic director what he needs for Michigan to be successful in the upcoming years. And part of that is a clear vision with name, image, and likeness. And that needs to happen now. Ward needs to get off. Uh, I was going to say get off. His, you know, uh, uh, his Ward needs to get out there, like I've said before, and explain himself. And I would do it right now. That would be my suggestion. But again, get after the president if you're not hearing what you want to hear from the athletic director. Like, you know, you can say we can't do anything. Well, you you can do a lot. Or you can just send feedback in here when I'm on, you know, talking about how, you know, Ward doesn't know what he's doing at all. But there you go. Here's uh, Stoney. The idea that Ward or the U are at fault for Coach Herb leaving is ridiculous. Coach Herb was as well-paid as anyone. People sometimes want a different challenge. Now, Mike, look, you know, that sounds very reasonable. That sounds kind of around the way that I was going. But, Stoney, you know, like I know, that right now people are, you know, it's a raw nerve. Um, Jim Harbaugh was the best coach in college football. You know, Jim Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in pro football. He gone. And then he's like, I love Michigan, but then I'm taking the most important you know, person with the football program with me. I mean, it stings. So what are you going to do? I mean, like, this is it. What has Ward done that is worth a damn? Handcuffing people and letting people out of the door. 
Well, he got Harbaugh to stay three years ago when most other people would have fired him. That's what he's done. So, well, whether you want to hear that or not, that is, I say that's a fact because it's, I don't know. It's my speculation that over half of athletic directors in the country in half of alums and half of former players and over half of the media and fans would have fired Jim Harbaugh after the 2020 season. I feel like that. So, but you don't have to, you could say, no, they would not have, you know, whatever. So it's of my opinion. And so I, uh, I think that you should remember that when you're, you're taking shots at him that you don't even know are justified. And the team just went through three years. I don't know. Did he have anything like was, uh, I mean, if, if you watched what like, I love Jim Harbaugh, but did you watch what he did when he went to the Vikings? Was that just to ruffle some feathers in the athletic director's office? He's going to fly out to Minnesota to, to get what he wanted. And then, did he come out and say, oh, I'm never going to get do that again. You can, you, I'm going to tell my athletic director to that. Here's the quote only to go out and do it the very next year. I mean, like, come on, like, who are we even talking about? That's all Ward's fault. Come on, Blake, you know, better. Hey, look, it is a, uh, it's a it's a tough transition. There's going to be a lot of this, and that's um that's how it's going to be. New coaches hire and fire guys anyway. Staff was having some changes either way. But Ralph, that's that seems to be a very even-handed approach. What about Manuel being a clown? like a lot of people will suggest to you or that he is handcuffing the program. I don't know. Is he handcuffing the program? How is he handcuffing the program by not promising recruits money or not retaining coaches like Jim Harbaugh? Again, like I, I think that it sounds good. I mean, what do you want to know about the new strength and conditioning coach? He's that he's been on the staff. I mean, I don't know his um, his philosophies, but to be honest, I didn't know the uh, nutrition and workout philosophies of Ben Herbert. I just knew that the players liked him a lot. Oh, I mean, is that something that you're interested in? Well, uh, how uh, his approach to Strength and conditioning differs from, let's say, Ben Herbert. I think it's a good. I, I kind of like that. Now, that's a. That's a good question. Brian says NIL is hurting all sports at Michigan. It has nothing to do with the AD. Besides, he needs to get busy on NIL deals for the men and women playing. Yeah. Well. It did not hurt last year. It actually really helped. So I know this. It's it's always where we're at currently. 
NIL helped Michigan win a national championship last year. I would say that is a fact, considering they got 10 guys in the transfer portal. And when you start going over them and those guys got NIL deals, when you start going through the players, get wrecked. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I was thinking about getting wrecked during the Lions game, but I just watched it cold, stone, sober. And then, you know what, Jake? I woke up and I felt like I got wrecked during the game. That was the weird part about it. I woke up this morning like, oh, man, it's such a hangover and everything else. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't drink a drink. But I just have the Lions blues. Brian says, Tress has been with Herbert since Arkansas. Hmm. Oh, maybe he's learned a little thing from his, uh, his old uh, mentor. <laughs> Jake wants me. I don't know if you're talking to me, Jake, or everyone else. Let's take a few more here. Kent says he thinks they are set up nicely to turn the page and keep the momentum deep in the future. Young, smart, ambitious coaches. Harbaugh may have stayed a few more years at best. Change is going to come. Yeah. I say I go back to this, but. My feeling on it is very similar to yours, Kent. Like, I would have liked to have kept Harbaugh for as long as he wanted to stay here. I knew he was in charge. I knew what kind of coach he was. I mean, he was the hell of a coach. But I do think Sharon Moore was the – I think he he will have as much a chance as anybody that you could put in there, that anybody that you could have selected. You'd say, what about Kalen DeBoer? I, I don't know. Realistically, if DeBoer came in – were you ready to lose 75, what would I say, 90%, 75% of the staff and players that you have right here? Is that what you wanted to do and go with Kalen DeBoer? I wouldn't want to do that. I would rather, you know, you're going to lose 20, 30% with Sharon. It's, it's hard for people. I get it. It's hard that when you have Harbaugh's people and that Harbaugh wants those people, you're like, nice. Ah, that is a tough thing to come to grips with. Sharon Moore has to build his own program. And sure, they can be some Harbaugh people, but, you know, he needs to establish it on his own. And But, if, you know, keeping what he has in place with the players, having his staff, and then moving forward. What's best for for Michigan? Let's see what he does. All right. I think that that gets everybody in here. Here's Vance. Four years ago, the fans wanted Jim out. The AD stood behind him. I agree with that, Vance. I, I'm with you. Aaron says he thinks he was trying to embarrass him. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's a, uh, that's something that a lot of people say. When you're talking about millions of dollars, is it really an embarrassment? You know, the one thing that Jim Harbaugh could have said after 2020? 
stick it up your nose if you're trying to get embarrassed. But nobody, here's the thing when it comes down to it. Jim Harbaugh would have to admit this. Nobody else was giving him a job. As great of a football coach as he was, and I was surprised at that. I was surprised. Like, not that I get a gigantic asterisk because the, the games were played, but I do give a lot of teams and coaches a break because of the pandemic was a, you know, freaking worldwide pandemic. And uh, I was just happy that they were playing the games, you know, but I was surprised that a pro team still didn't kick the tires on Jim Harbaugh. And I think Jim Harbaugh was too. Like he was out there and Ward, like nobody is going to give you a job and there's no pro team. I'm not bidding against myself. Here's the contract. Take it or leave it. Harbaugh could have said, stick it up your nose. Steady, you know, it, it, it motivated him. Nobody wanted him as a head coach anymore. He wasn't getting offered as big as of a contract, so he went back. And you, what you could say, if you really, and maybe this is what Ward Manuel thinks, Ward Manuel is the one that motivated him to get back to brass tacks. And it would springboard Harbaugh for the next three years to Big Ten championships and victories over Ohio State and ultimately the national championship because of the motivation. Now, I'm not going that far. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> you might. Look, I don't, I don't know Ward Manuel that well. But maybe that's what Ward thinks. Obviously, not a lot of you think that. But, hey, there we are. Jake wants me to keep yelling. Yeah. Jake, sometimes I think that I should just kind of talk like this and just go through the, the news of the day, give my opinions and things, but there's no need for shouting. And yet I do do that sometimes, and I apologize if you don't like it. Brian wants a promotion of Clink and Elston to co-defensive coordinators. That doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. If they came out and said that that was going to happen, I would be in favor of that. I'm in favor of Clink as defensive coordinator. Now, why do I say that? I he worked with the with McDonald and Minter for the last three years. And he was a co-defensive coordinator along with Minter for the last two years. It's as close as you can be. And, you know, like, he's there. He had some, uh, I should say, he had experience doing that. And then on conference of, you know, he, he has called the plays. I like Clink as a head coach. It's tough for, I think, you and me when you say, yeah, promote the guys you have, and then, you know, you go out, but you want the best guy that's there. I mean, there are guys on the Ravens staff that you could possibly put. But if you do that, what are you saying to Clink? Hey, Clink, you're out. Or start looking around. Can he do the job? I think the tough part for me is that, and this is not, this is something that I said immediately afterwards. You have a new head coach. Are you going to have a new offensive coordinator? Are you going to have a new defensive coordinator? First time, not only new, but first time 
first time head coach, first time offensive coordinator, first time defensive coordinator, and first time starting quarterback. That doesn't seem like a good recipe for success. So even though it's easy to say, yeah, Kirk Campbell, quarterback's coach, you know, I don't think so. I don't know. I, and so would I go for the offensive side or the defensive side? Defense has a lot of players on there. They got the system. I think Clint can run it. I think Sharon Moore just wants to run, keep running the football. I mean, I don't know. You like you might not want to hear that. I don't, you know, smash to me means run the football. Dominate physically at the line of scrimmage. The next time I go to a Michigan press conference and Sharon Moore is there, that's one of the questions I'm going to have down. Uh, Sharon, it's, it's a nice little hashtag. Sounds good. Smash! Like that's your thing? What's it mean? Does it mean run the football all the time? Be physical? I'm sure he's thought about that. There's nothing wrong in football with starting with the the premise of we want to be more physical than you at the line of scrimmage. Nothing wrong with that. Now, get that ball in the air and, and, you know, let it fly. You also have to think about that. Here's JS. Ono has to evaluate, evaluate Ward critically at this point. AD isn't an emeritus role. He isn't Tom Osborne. No, that's right. I mean, he's not just sitting in there like, hey, you're the AD. You don't have to do anything. Just chill. There's no emeritus roles here. Uh, and you're right. And, and that's for all of the people that are screaming and yelling about Ward. Scream and yell about your president because he's the one that needs to get in there and, and make that evaluation. And there were a lot of, uh, you know, back slaps and attaboys on Saturday. I want to thank Ward Manuel. I want to thank President Ono. I want to thank the president. I want to thank Sharon Moore. All right. That president. Now, I know the president's got a lot of other things to do, but football's a pretty big deal. And he gets a lot of emails. I'm guessing that Santa. You know, it's not just getting cards from little kids talking about what they want for Christmas. And then you're getting a lot of emails from Michigan fans saying that your athletic director is not doing his job. Once he gets a hundred emails and looks through them and they're all like, get rid of Ward. What's Ward doing? Why is Ward, you know, what's he doing? Is he just thinking, nah, these guys, are these, these Michigan fans, these Michigan alums, they're just spamming me. So. JS, I like the feedback, and I think that you are correct. Ono is the one. Antoine doesn't want to just throw money at players, but we can give the players who earn their way into a starting position more money. Yeah, I think that however it's working, and I don't know if they need to come out and explain exactly how it's going, but it, it it doesn't have to be a salary cap, but it does like whatever kind of money that you're getting with name, image, and likeness. 
And I just want to say it's 10 million. I don't know how far I'm off with that or not, but let's just say it's 10 million. Right now, Sharon Moore and whatever coaches he has, they need to be in contact with all of the players and saying, look, obviously we want to keep you. And obviously teams are going to be coming after you and asking, you know, and, and offering you money. When that happens, or it doesn't even have to happen, let's talk about what it's going to take for you to be at Michigan. And now you have to have your number. I don't know. Does Michigan sit around? And like I said, if it's, if it's 10 million, are they sitting there and saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, Will Johnson's worth 10% of what we have right now in our NIL. Will, here's a million. I don't know that. And again, it's collective and then it's football staff. And yet, what are we even talking about? Because are they technically allowed to be communicating about offering players money, even on the team? Are you allowed to do that if you're if the football staff? Or this is because of something with your name, image, and likeness? I don't even know those answers. And yet, we all assume that, well, you know, we don't have any the, – the, the exact rule is – well, hell, the exact rule. You're not allowed to offer players money. And yet we know they're all doing it. Let's say, well, they're just, you know, but yeah, Michigan just got dinged for working around a rule, a bylaw that the NCAA was looking at like, eh, this is an antiquated rule. Should we, eh, we'll just keep it in there. Keep it in there. It saves school. And then people acted like this was like the, you know, the, the, the biggest injustice in the world. And yet everybody's working around rules nonstop right now. Need some clarity in all of that. That's why all of these, uh, you know, I was put the experts because I act like I'm an expert myself, but they're all out here acting like, oh, yeah, you know, the war's a joke. Let's get NIL up to speed. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. You're just saying things to, to get likes. And they might be like, yeah, dummy. That's why we're here, you know, to get people to watch us and say, okay. I'd say touche to you for that. Brian has some harsh words for Michigan. You blanked it up. How do you win a title and lose everyone? That's the price of doing business. Brian, it's the price of being good. When you're really good, people want your coaches. When you win it all, people really want your coaches. When you win it all and your head coach goes, he wants a lot of those pieces. So that how, that's how it goes. I mean, it's it's a rough ride. It's hard. You know what they say? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cliches, and a lot of them are true. One, they say, you know, you don't want to follow a legend. So Sharon Moore is in that situation. It's tough. What was the other thing that I was going to say? That they say. Oh, it's tough to win at once. It's tougher to go back to back. Because a lot of, Brian, if people are coming after you, that's how you do it. So you can LOL it, but I'll LOL right back to you. Michael wants to know whatever happened to the reload. No, we're rebuilding. Not good. 
Well, yeah. If we were sitting, what if Harbaugh was still the head coach? What would we be talking about right now? Well, Michigan is uh, Harbaugh would come out and say, you know, he'd be at the Ravens game and he would have said, somebody would have said, Hey Jim, how are you guys going to stay competitive and, and stay on top? He's like, uh, Michigan is uh, transformational. We're not transactional. And everybody would be all pissed off at him. Like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> that I mean, it worked last year. Is that going to be able to work? Is this transactional or transformational over transactional going to be able to work now moving forward? Aren't you going to have to change your philosophy? Hey, Jim, you've lost your whole damn offense. Just, you know, save your tight end. How are you reloading? I mean, what's Harbaugh saying to a, I don't know, Michael? I mean, the approach is, is that, well, you got a lot of guys that were in the two deep. I think the answer to that is the transfer portal. And it's spring. And you look at a lot of the teams and... It, it was only a year or two ago where you'd say, yeah, you know, you get a, 10 players in the transfer portal and be like, 10 players? A lot of guys coming in, a lot of guys going out. You got a, a, a lot of money sitting there that needs to be dedicated to the players that uh, teams are coming after in a 30-day window. And then, you know, you got to think about going out and attracting other players. This seems like it's a little bit uh, over the top. So does that one. I mean, it's all critical of Ward, like I say. SW Lion, probably, I don't know if that's Southwest Lion 26. He can't be in a very good mood, but he's saying Sharon Moore is a great recruiter, but having Harbaugh as head coach had a lot to do with getting these recruits too. It comes down to how well he and the other coaches can develop players without Harbaugh. I think that sounds like. Um, a straightforward, and uh, I would agree with that. <laughs> the uh, the concrete pump gamer says, "Great, we won a national championship, so we are going to settle there. Can't wait to get another in twenty years, Noah. <laughs> I don't know. No, twenty five years. No, pre climb." Talking about keeping Grant, Graham, and Johnson. Vic is hoping that Jim Harbaugh takes Ward Manual to uh, LA. Calling Ward a problem. Somebody, Dave Brandon, who was saying Urban or Kelly. Well, Colin Cowherd was saying Brian Kelly. And, you know, he, his name kept popping up on like the. Gambling sites, odds to be the next uh, Michigan head coach. And I, I was like, I don't know, whoever's putting Brian Kelly out there, he's got no chance. But then it was it was Cowherd. And you know who was saying Urban Meyer? Everyone in Detroit. And I worked in Detroit for 14 years. And I left in, I went there in 2006. Tigers went to the World Series. Michigan had their game of the century against Ohio State. But then things, you know, kind of you had in 2007, that was it from Carr. But then you had, I had to go through the, you know, Rodriguez, just like you, and Hoke years. And then it was Harbaugh. But then, you know, Harbaugh, hey, give him one year, two years. Hey, the first two years couldn't have gone any better. But by 
year four, there were a lot of people, Vic, that were like, Jim Harbaugh just can't beat Ohio State. I mean, uh, he's plateaued. You know, he, he was a great he is great, but and I kept saying the whole time that I worked in Detroit, that look, if there's one person that knows what it takes to beat Ohio State, it's Jim Harbaugh. So hang in there. And it was five years. And then the pandemic hit. And I was out. And so uh, there were a lot of people that were saying, you know, because Urban Meyer was out on the street. And it made for, it, I don't know how to say it, it made for good, con- you know, people are all like, that's for clicks. Well, no kidding. That's what people do. They say things to, you know, get people either to listen, to watch, to read, to get subscriptions. So, yeah, there are a lot of people that saying, you know, why not? He's the best coach out there. I mean, there's always that argument. And Urban Meyer is a crazy example because, I mean, the guy's the devil. And, you know, he would never, Michigan would never touch him with a 10-foot pole. And, oh, by the way, he would never come to Michigan. I mean, that was, it was never happening. But it still was had a little bit of interest because if you're really talking about are you hiring the very best coach? There, you know, you say, well, it's got to be a fit. You know, he's not a Michigan man. And people say, people need to get away from the old Michigan man thing. We say, but he's the very best coach. But he was in Ohio State. People said, so was uh, Shem Beckler. I mean, so those were the arguments. As, as flimsy and as stupid as they sound today, I mean, those were the arguments. And I'm sure that's what Coward's argument was for Brian Kelly. You might not like the fake uh, Southern accent that he's rolling, but he's a great football coach. And he would make Michigan get involved with recruits and in, in make them like the other top 25 teams. And that's what you're going to need if it's go- if you're going to compete into the future. You're going to need somebody because they don't, you know, Harbaugh guys are Jim Harbaugh and just growing on trees. I mean, that's the argument. But fit. And Ryan Kelly's never a fit. Okay. It's going to do it for today's show. No. No, they didn't. Moose got in here in the last five minutes. Let's see what he had to say. I didn't say anything about running the same scheme as OSU. I just want Michigan to adjust to the 2020. Yeah. Well, that's a whole, uh, it's a whole different, you know, conversation. Like, you know, the, but, and, and I'm not just saying like, Hey, look, it worked the last three years. Let's, you know, keep it going. You always have to change and you always have to uh, adjust. And because Michigan in 2021, the reason that it is the biggest reason that they, they, they touched off the incredible three-year run that they had was because they just focused on running the football. Not really, but it was a big part. Smash. Being physical. You know, I want it all, Moose. I want Michigan to be very physical up front and be able to dominate running the ball, but I also want them to throw the football all over the yard. Can they do that? That's what I want. Okay, for those of you that are always looking for the latest in in the Michigan sports update, 
we have that on our podcast. Uh, 15 minutes before this show, I assemble all the Michigan news and I put it out there. Nice condensed version. Five minutes. You can find that um, uh, on this very feed that you're watching or listening to right now. And don't forget that the Maize and Blue Review right now, we have a special going on where you can get the Maize and Blue Review free until spring. Now, what are we talking about here? What we're talking about is free. Everybody's favorite word. So take advantage of this offer by going to michigan.rivals.com. And I was going to say uh, you need to use the code word NATCHAMPS24. Not that. I'll be telling you more about that, but get in and then we'll see you over on the den talking about the latest in Michigan sports. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for watching. Talk with you on Wednesday.